ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to tonight's episode of the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I'm joined tonight by the illustrious Uncle Mark and Xenophage with an X and a zero. Is there a zero in there still? There's not a zero in there anymore in there. There's never been a zero in it. I thought there was a zero at one point. No, and I, well, only only if only if whoever keeps stealing my handle steals it for whatever service I'm signing up oh, for. I thought initially your Twitter handle had a zero in it, and then you you had to like get the other spelling or something. No, no, that was my that was my Xbox handle actually. Oh, okay, maybe that's what I'm remembering. I also hereby declare this podcast the Dark Souls of IT podcasts. Man, we just. We're not even through the main topic. You're back to games already. <laughs> I'm just no that the, we that can people can wonder about that declaration, and we'll we'll, we'll circle back maybe, to it. Maybe as the we'll yeah, you, you ruined it, Nate. Good job. Oh, I'm sorry. It's totally not about video games. It's about Mark's new religion. Whatever. <laughs> Although it is a little bit like a religion. Yeah, anyway, kinda. Anyway, so welcome to the Iron Sysadmin, the Dark Souls of IT podcasts. Okay, maybe I'll I'll edit that later. Probably won't. All right, so... We all know that's not happening. Welcome back, everybody. We took an episode off, um, mainly because we didn't have a topic. We could have, like, thrown together some kind of a softball episode, and to be honest, uh, well, one, I didn't want to do that to you guys, and two, I just wasn't feeling it. And uh, tonight, we're back, and I'm, I'm feeling, like, recharged and ready to do a podcast, so I hope you guys agree. Oh, lucky us. Yeah, right? I mean, that's great, Nate. That's right. great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, I, I mean, I don't know where this topic idea came from. It's totally not like at all like reflecting the world news or anything. But uh, we're going to talk about cyber warfare. And it, we're going to talk a little bit about what that is. How does it differ from just like script kiddies trying to take down people's websites or Bitcoin miners or whatever? Um, and uh, basically, you know, wh what you might have to worry about what maybe you can't worry about, what you might be able to do to protect yourself. And this isn't like some deep uh, how-to on how to protect all of your machines from nation-state actors, uh, but it's more or less us having a conversation about what might be good practices. So, you know, don't take this as like some sales pitch for, uh, you know, whatever, some weird security services or something. It's just us I'm talking like, no a, like usual. Yeah. You're selling no selling security. No security right? Remember, when it comes to cyber warfare, the more blinky lights it has on it, the more defended you are. The more blinky lights, the more defended you are. And I mean, there's also the um, the how can I possibly defend myself against the nation state actor? And maybe we'll try to touch on that a little bit tonight. I don't know how true that really is. But so let's go. Uh, right. So what what the heck? Like, why are we talking about cyber warfare? And as you might have noticed, there's some stuff going on. Over by Russia. In fact, Russia may be perpetuating all of it. <laughs> and the Ukraine. And maybe. as we know, maybe. As, uh, as we know, Russians have sort of a, a reputation for also having a pretty good cyber game when it comes to uh, attacks that are not necessarily boots on the ground, but attacks that are very much of a cyber nature, right? So information security and whatnot should be on high alert if you're the right kind of people that might be targets uh, for Russian cyber warfare, right? Um, so that's that's mainly why this has come out tonight. Uh, there are 
I, I included the Wikipedia article about what cyber warfare is and how it's defined, but even that, there's some debate even within the article about what actually constitutes cyber warfare. What I'm, what I'm kind of pointing at tonight is more like nation-state-sponsored stuff, but there's also, you could say things like hacktivism are kind of like cyber warfare because it's an organization trying to do a thing for a cause. Uh, but it's not usually, I would argue, not generally at the same level as nation-state-sponsored stuff. No, I, right? I would I would put that firmly as hacktivism. Uh, when, when, when I would define cyber warfare, I'm talking specifically nations yeah. attacking nations for the purpose yep. of destruction. I, I, I honestly think I agree with you, but again, the Wikipedia article kind of makes that distinction that some people consider hacktivism, you know, a similar uh, a similar thing. So here here's some I've got questions rolling around in my head and okay. I've researched none of this. So <laughs> they're more like they're more like questions to throw up against the wall and see what people think. Sure thing. So the US is loosely engaged in this conflict right now. Like we've obviously not really committed any significant military uh activity there because well, we don't want to trigger a nuclear war. That that's one good reason, right? What? But so 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 there's some delicacy there. But if I were to like fly over to Europe and, you know, charge into battle on behalf of the Ukrainians as a private US citizen, I, I suspect that that would be behavior that would be frowned upon. I, I'm assuming that that's true, right? I mean, you... um, I would, I guess what you want to do with your life is up to you. <laughs> no, I, I get that. But if you're talking about like, I'm going to grab the, uh, the little 22 target pistol I have in my closet and fly over to Europe and just try to join the front lines. Yeah, that's. I guess that's entirely up to you, I'm Mark. Not, no, I'm not. No, it, no, I'm not talking about. Is it a good idea? I'm talking about. Would the U.S. government like have a problem with that? Would I be committing some sort of violation that I'd be legally accountable for? Like, as an individual, I, I'm not allowed to perform military acts on behalf of my country right. as a civilian. Oh right. right. And, so you're you're like you're 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 imagining like Uncle Mark at the front of the lines with an American flag flying above his head saying, "I'm here to support Ukraine. I'm from America." So, kind I kind of pretending I think, like you I think yeah. And I think <laughs> I saw some gears click inside of Jason's head. I think he knows where I'm going with this. Yeah. I think I know where you're going to. So, as a civilian, are civilians who would engage in cyber warfare across the internet against a na uh, a hostile nation, what are some of the legal ramifications and do's and don'ts and yep. things like that? So, you I, know, I, I have that in the agenda. If you look way down oh, here okay. that I have it highlighted. Oh, good deal. Because <laughs> that's Mark. like... I thought, I thought of that. There's, a, there's oh. an outline and everything. Like, you got to follow it. Like, you're skipping ahead. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I was trying I looked, to like looked, build up, you know, what is cyber warfare? All right, so, why so are we talking talk, about it? But you know, all right, so we're going to talk about that later. I that's must fine. Have we'll just that shortcut one. the whole thing and go right to the middle. We don't have to shortcut. We don't have to shortcut. <laughs> but that's kind of I've been mulling that in my head since we brought up this topic. Yeah, right. Well, it's it's a very valid point, and we are going to talk about it because I know Jason Fantastic. probably has some opinions. I've got some opinions, um, and I think a lot of it is going to come down to. We're not lawyers, obviously, but I think we have a good idea as to what's legal and what's not, right? From that perspective. So, all right. So I'll sh I'll I'll be quiet a little bit and let you get back to like rolling out the whole general right. topic. So I did want to call out um, your uh, most of our viewers, listeners are probably familiar with the Darknet Diaries podcast. Um, 
they've got, or he's got, probably a number of episodes that touch on cybercrime, or not cybercrime, cyber warfare. Um, I put a link to one that I remembered that was, I thought, pretty good. Uh, that's in the notes here, the show notes. But I would recommend, honestly, we had Jack on the show a while back, and he's a great guy. He makes a great show. If you have not checked out the Darknet Diaries podcast, go do so. There's lots of stuff on this topic there and lots of other really cool um, cybery and information security uh, style topics. But we won't talk too much about that at this point. Just go check it out. Listen to the episode that I linked. Uh, it gives you kind of a really good idea of what nations are actually doing. People that are literally soldiers that are, that are brought into the military specifically for cyber warfare. Right. So this is not this isn't just like kids in their basement, you know, America trying to attack the Russians. Right. This is like literally people on the payroll of of the military conducting cyber like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Warfare. Well, no, the, the word the word. Yeah, I guess assaults could be it. Whatever. Cyber soldiers. All right. Uh, Jason, you linked something here from the White House statement. You want to talk about that quick? why it's there or yeah it's basically it, it's it was sort of it, it fits into the why cyber warfare uh topic um okay. so the the white house basically released a statement on the 21st which is like a couple days ago uh like three days ago um on on cybersecurity and you know making sure that you're doing it and and locking things down etc um i don't know i, I don't have anything official um, probably couldn't say if I did anyway. Um, but I mean, the basic gist of this is maybe something's going to happen. So you should get your ducks in a row. Go do it quick now. But, you know, we just want to make sure people knew if this is just a general idea, you should sub your security guys. So it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of a, 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 a political white housey way of saying like, yeah, there's, there's most likely credible threats out there yeah, and you should, you should lock your stuff down now. And I'm sure we're going to get into this, um, but, you know, does this apply to everybody? Right. And the answer to that is, yes, of course it does. Go lock your stuff down. What are you doing? So, you know, <laughs> what, do, what do, can do, make we, do the basics. Yeah. Like, I, I do intend to touch on, Shit like... you should be doing already. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I do intend to touch on, like, analyzing your own threat model. Like, what... do Like, is it reasonable to think that you may actually be a target? Right. And for like the average citizen, probably not for like power companies and stuff, probably financial institutions, probably. Right. That's that's stuff that that could it could hobble the infrastructure of the United States. And that's, you know, that the Russians are totally coming after our Tamland Valheim server. You know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're going to use it to um, I don't know. They're going to they're going to enlist. They're going to enlist the trolls. Well, <laughs> Well, the answer is not a very clear yes or no. So oh, absolutely. I think I know think where you're about going. This. Think about this. Um, something happened this year. Um, a, a, a small little bug in uh, a little thing called um, Log4J. Mm, yeah. And um, there's this, there's <laughs> this, there's this, um, this game that, was written in Java and, and happens to use log4j because uh -huh. it's written in Java. Yeah. It's fortunately for us, it's not very popular, except for the, you know, probably 
thousands or hundreds of thousands or maybe <laughs> millions. even millions of servers that are out there, um, all of which are typically run by people who do it for fun and don't have any particular standing uh, in the security world and don't really think about that. It is trivial to take these things, to, to basically abuse these servers mm-hmm. um, using this. And that is exactly the kind of target that hacking groups and potentially nation states would go after for a variety of reasons. They're not, they, they couldn't care less about your stupid Minecraft server. Oh yeah. They don't care but, about Minecraft. They care about having more CPU cycles at their right. disposal. Yeah. Yes. Your Minecraft server could serve as a, a server in their, their DOS against say, you know, a U.S. government site or, you know, a, a Ukrainian site or a Russian site or, you know, whatever. Like, you, you, can, you can be used as a tool. Um, so you're, you're tool. not necessarily being targeted, but but you're being targeted. Now, sure. the plus side of that, of course, is that when a nation state is looking for stuff like that, it's script kitty stuff. It's they, they've written a yeah. script that goes out and says, does this yep. exist? Cool. Yep. Try this. If it works, great. If it doesn't, move on. But the reason for that is they don't have to get more sophisticated. Right. Right. But yep. if you because if you put work. if you put the bare minimum into protecting your Minecraft server or your Valheim server or your WordPress site or whatever, that's one less thing that will be easy to compromise and easy to use against something that could actually be important infrastructure. Right. Maybe no one cares about your Minecraft server except you. Right. Oh, man, my world of Minecraft is down. I can't play. But, um, you know, when that takes down some piece of the U.S. power grid because you were a piece of it. Now, obviously, you're not liable for that. I don't think you are anyway. I hope you're not. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's 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 kind of like, you know, do your part. Right. Do you do you leave weapons laying around in your front yard for criminals to pick up and, and hurt other people with? No, you probably Rocks. don't. Rocks, maybe. Rocks, uh, fence posts, stuff Sticks. like that. I mean, like like legit weapons that should be protected, right? No, you should Rusty shovel. Rusty shovel for when the zombies come. That's that's actually, that's a defensive weapon for the zombie apocalypse. You know, that way, when you're taken out by the zombies, the next passerby can use your well, shovel. Well, to, to, to Jason's point, something that you wouldn't think would be a weapon, well, that it can be weaponized, like sure. a Minecraft server. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm only being a little facetious there. Yeah, yeah. Which is why yeah, I'm I mean, actually, I take my security for my home lab, which is behind, you know, the NAT firewall. I've only got the ports open I need for the Valheim server, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I keep it patched. I take all that stuff very seriously because even though it's probably never going to be used as a tool for bad, I like, it's just, it's good don't practice. don't want it to be, right? Yeah. It's good practice. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's 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 lots of stuff out there for them to use that's that people don't even think about. Um, I think it's Netgear has routers out there that, you know, for certain versions of firmware are. I mean, it's, again, trivial to take these things over. Um, And and there's (laughs) those are those are even wider than Minecraft servers like those. You're talking hundreds of thousands. Oh, yeah. I mean, think think about, Um, yeah, home home routers or like smart devices. Oh, my my dishwasher. I can connect to it over my my uh, app on my smartphone and find out when my dishes are done. Right. Uh, Sure. 
you know, is, is, very... is Samsung or whoever made your dishwasher doing a good job of keeping your dishwasher patched? I, I don't know. Right. Is it susceptible well, see, to log for j Stuff that's inside of your network, right? Theoretically, theoretically is less is susceptible. Yeah, but yeah. but when you have when you have big like massive providers, I'm talking like some of the biggest providers in the world that are deploying devices that are susceptible to very simple hacks. Um, you know that's a problem because they literally have millions of customers. So you're yeah. talking millions of devices all yep. with the same software on them. Yep. And a script kitty could just like knock those things down like like so, Legos, like done. I own them all. E- either of you watch either of you ever watch Silicon Valley? Yes. No, Remember the storyline with the refrigerators and and uh Gilfoyle's computer ended up putting Pied Piper onto the smart fridges? Yes. Because they were attached to the same network. I yes. mean, some of that stuff was crazy, but yeah, cloud it's connected devices. Suddenly, yeah, the, the 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 guys had this contract to store data for this insurance company, and it ended up spread across not on like Amazon Web Service, but across a, a thousands and thousands of smart refrigerators. Right, <laughs> right, and that can easily be like a DDoS. Right, it's probably the most common use and for stuff was, like that. It was it was pretty yes. funny. Yep. great series. Yeah, uh, or. Bitcoin miners, but I, I don't know that nation states yeah. are too interested in that. Well, the the thing, like, there's, eh, maybe that's not a valid argument. I was going to say that things like a refrigerator or my smart light bulb example, uh, they don't have a lot of power to them. But I guess if you can get millions of them, it doesn't matter if they don't have a lot of power to them. If they get my, a little bit, right? My refrigerator is pretty capable. It's got a lot of memory in it because you can, it can display pictures. It's got, it essentially is an Android tablet built into it. Uh, but th- like, does it have a GPU? You know, that's what I mean, right? Oh, I so. don't know. <laughs> well, you also, you also have to keep in mind that like script kitties just grab. It's not yeah, like they've right. written their code to go, hmm, right. does this right. particular device have enough power? No, what I, like, what I mean it, is, it run? yeah, run it. What I mean is the controller in my smart light bulb has such a tiny amount of sure actual raw processing power that nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, it would be less likely for someone to think, I should target the ESP8266 smart light bulbs for my Bitcoin mining operation, right? Yes, if you get a billion of them, right? Sure, Right. that might get you something, but... Um, but I could use the smart fridge might be a better example or like a a compute cluster. That would be a great target. (laughs) Yeah, but but your light bulb has just enough power to act as a bootloader to drop everywhere else in your network. Sure, it could be a foothold, but now you're now you're getting to now you're getting to like a more targeted threat. That's Um, that's not just a sweep and go. Yes and no. I mean, so y- yes, your your average skip kitty is not going to do that. Right. That's what your, I mean. Your a nation state your nation state. I mean, you you have to put the nation states up high and say that they're pretty much capable of whatever. Yeah. But yeah. but typically there's a target for them. Um, they're not doing it just to do it. Uh, but you do have you know your your criminal groups, your your high level criminal groups that are doing this with an intention, right? So yeah. I don't think Nate has any data that I want. I couldn't care less about his data, but he might get me a foothold into Red Hat. Right. So Mark might get me a foothold into Red Hat. You know, 
or maybe I can get a foothold using him into some client or something like, yeah. you know, like there's, yep. there's a million reasons why they right. might do that. And, and, and again, and those, that's, that's a target thing. Those are a lot harder to defend against. But, but those groups tend to write tools that are, um, they're script kitty ish in that they, you know, there's, there's stages to the, the way their tools work. Yeah. So they'll they write something, something that goes out and, and, easy right. and then, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. write something that goes, but it's automated. So they may not be targeting you specifically. They may just be blowing it out there and looking for what comes back, which is, you know, uh, honestly, as an automation uh, uh, person, that that's it's kind of a smart way to do it. You know, like hit everything, see what comes back, what looks good out of that, and then dig deeper from there if you want to and, and script all that as well. You know, targeted attacks. Um, yes, you're right. I mean, if 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 you're targeted. And, the, and there's any skill at all behind the person targeting you. You're not stopping them. It's not going to happen. I mean, short of like pulling the plug completely. Yeah, I turned off my um, router. I'm safe. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. turning off the devices they're targeting. Right. Right. Excuse me, but um, I mean, if if you're being targeted, that's where that's where security is no longer. It's not. You know, we've it's long since passed where we're playing the block everybody and don't let anybody in the network game. Yeah. Today's game is. You know, make sure you hit the low, the, the low hanging fruit. You know, you don't want script kitties walking through your network because you you forgot to turn off Telnet or whatever. Um, forgot to you know, log take, for take, take the standard precautions, do the standard, you know, patching and everything else. Yes, there are companies that are doing a lot more and spending a ton of money on security because it's paramount to what they do. But that's not your average person. Right. But even those guys that are spending that money, they're... If, if they are targeted, somebody's getting in and like, period, it is not a game of make sure you can't, you can block them and keep them out. It's a game of it's, it's, it's called time-based security. It's okay. Somebody got in. How fast can I detect that they're in the network? Right. And that's where you get these, these newer uh, job descriptions like threat hunters. Their job is literally to just crawl through the network, looking for anything out of the ordinary and try to find the guy that's in their network. God, this reminds me of like when I used to play Shadowrun in college. Yeah, like you, you know he's there. He's I'm there a decker. somewhere. Oh no, the 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 ice is on me. Oh no, yep. the enemy deck, the enemy deckers are in here trying to yes. trying to so burn me out through my neural jack. Right. It's a game of can I put enough monitoring, detection, logging. And enough, like, you know, s extra steps for stupid things to happen for them to be slowed down enough that I can detect them before they can get to what they're after and pull it out. And it's, you know, it, 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 it somewhat, I mean, depending on what's going on, like it somewhat evens the playing field a little bit because now, you know, you're, you're kind of both acting as attackers per se, because you're, you're actively looking for someone. So it's not the, you know, defenders have to be right all the time and attackers only have to be right once. You know, that's that's not entirely true anymore. I mean, that's that's the um, old model, right? When you didn't that's, that's have sort of someone that was actively looking for people, right? Now, like in, in the old model, it's, you know, I have logs, I have things that detect this, I have automation, I have things, you know, that are supposed to detect threats. But yeah, having somebody actively looking for somebody else kind of changes that game. Yeah, there's, so, there's a point of diminishing returns where you can pour all the money you want into security and you're not going to increase anything. 
yeah. from from the basic defense game. You know, right. at, that, oh, yeah. at that point, yeah. you're 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 moving toward towards red teams, yep. threat hunters. You know, all sorts of stuff like that. So, so that's all the t- that's all the tactical stuff, right? So, <clears throat> so let's let's start talk at a strategic level, right? Because you know now you've got obviously you've got the situation with Russia as a player in this. You know, they're the nation state, and the world is you know reacting in a lot of ways. If you remember World War Two with Japan. One of the reasons that they punched us is because they saw us as a threat to a vital resource. They saw us as a threat to their oil supply. Because wars are fundamentally usually about fighting over a resource. Yeah. So, and, and ironically, what's happening now is as a reaction to what Russia's doing in, in Ukraine... There's there's many companies that are cutting off modern IT resources to Russia. Yep. You know, so how are they dealing with that? Is it possible you guys think that they'll use, you know, cyber warfare to try and essentially pirate resources, take over compute resources that, you know, normally they'd just be able to buy? To me, that's a little bit of a fascinating question. Like if you're if suddenly so, when you're you're hijacking compute clusters, not necessarily because you're just trying to be disruptive, but because Amazon says you can't spin up EC2 instances anymore. Yeah, I would. There was an article the other day that Russia will be out of hard drive storage space soon. I would argue that that's kind of the same thing we were just talking about, right? Um, yeah. The the the. the the cyber warfare act, right, of going around, finding vulnerable machines, taking them over, and bending them to your will. That's exactly what you're describing, yeah. right? It's, it's, right. It, and, you know, I guess it's a different motivation if it's, I can't purchase services anymore, so now I need to go take over services that do the things that I need to purchase, right? That's that's sort of a different motivation, but it's the same concept, right? It's, it's I'm going to go, right. you know, take over uh, an Amazon data center, so that I can use the services that I would have just bought from Amazon, right? Yeah, and I don't know if that sounds ridiculous or if people are poo-pooing that concept, but I don't think it's ridiculous. You know, again, it's a thought. I don't think it's ridiculous. No, I mean it really it it really comes down to what resources the enemy already has, right, and what they need. And if if they're really cut off, yes, they're going to try to find ways to steal it in the same way that they might try to steal, you know, fuel from a neighboring country. You know, same concept, right? It's a resource. And and that's, I, I think that's kind of part of the fundamental shift in the world we have today versus the world we might have had in like World War II, right? Technology is now a resource. At least I think it's a resource, right? The internet, connectivity to the internet, uh, the ability to use the internet Cloud in a way services. that... What's that? Cloud services. Cloud services, right. They're now a resource. They're a thing. Um, and, and yes, and we've had lots of conversations on this show over the years about whether cloud services are the right way to go because you don't have control of them. And it's really the same problem, just at a much different scale, right? If you don't have control of your resources on a cloud provider, and now you're a nation that goes to war and everyone disagrees with you and they take away your access to those resources, right? It's the same thing as if you're running your website 
on a cloud provider and for some reason you're banned from that cloud provider and now your website's down, right? It's just a much different scale. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we've already gone like all over the, <laughs> the nice outline I've provided, but that's fine. That's how this show goes. I did want to touch on, so I have a whole section here about what constitutes cyber warfare. We've talked about hacktivism. We've talked about nation states. Uh, we've talked about direct attacks. We've talked a little bit about malware. That's kind of the script kitty angle. Uh, but we have not talked about, and I don't know if this constitutes cyber warfare. I put this in here because I'm kind of curious, and I thought we'd talk about it a bit. The banning of services. So I heard actually on the news two days ago or something that uh, Russia has declared that Meta, the company, has broken the law because they are, uh, what was it, perpetuating disinformation or something like that. So now Meta is not allowed to do business. That's ironic. Right. Now Meta is not allowed to do business in Russia. So theoretically, uh, and really what that comes down to is that Instagram and Facebook are blocked in Russia. You can't use those in Russia now. Now, realistically, uh, what that does is it cuts your people off from communications in some ways. Right. Now, obviously, that's not the only way they can communicate, but it's a big piece of today's communications. Right. So, so as I, 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 I kind of wonder, right, yep. like, do we call that cyber warfare or is it really more like it's no. suppression of information? No, it's the modern this is this has happened in China and, yeah. and it was never an act of war. It was, you know, China has different laws and, and they weren't foreign laws that that, that you know, like I, I, I know Google was involved in that one. And Facebook might have been one of them as well. But, yep. you know. Um, I don't know if Facebook was. But I'm Google sorry, was. I refuse to call them meta because that's dumb. I know. Um, I'm trying but, to uh, follow the name of their company, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, whatever. He, he's an idiot. You can't call it meta. Um, but, you know, they they were not allowed to operate inside of China. And that's purely from a, you know, that's just, that's how it works, right? You don't follow the rules. You don't get to play in the game. Now, is Russia doing it because, you know, like, oh, this will strike a blow against the U.S.? Like, Sure. Maybe. I don't know. But it's not really I, I don't wouldn't really consider that attack. Right. So cyber warfare to me um, really comes into focus when. So you got to think of it this way. Right. So if, if, if you got two nation states attacking each other in, in, in the cyber realm um, and, and they're fighting back and forth. Right. So a lot of people think like, OK, that's, you know, it's a bunch of computers fighting each other. Like, who cares? It's when it turns kinetic that it becomes an issue, right? And we've yep. seen that. We've actually, yep. like, there is an example of that now. Um, not in this conflict, but in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, I think, I believe it was Israel, like, they they bombed where the uh, Palestinian hackers were apparently staying. Like, it was a some office building or something, like... The kinetic attack, like, oh, you hacked us. Boom. Like, oh, yeah. Now you I do really remember brought this it now. into like, this is warfare. Like there's, people are like in danger. And there was, there was also, there's been things like, um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm foggy now on the details because it was, it was what, 2012 or whatever. The Stuxnet, the Stuxnet thing. Like that was, right. that right. was That's another good example. Taking over the, the, taking control of the controllers in nuclear power plants, wasn't it? Was it, or was it water? It was, water system, it, was, it was to, it was, it was taking over the, um, uh, the, 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 the spinny things, whatever the hell they're called. Centrifuge turbines? The centrifuges. Yes. They were taking over the centrifuges to cause them, uh, to 
act radically to break the centrifuges so that they could not refine nuclear material for right. nuclear weapons. Right. Right. So it, that wasn't intended as a, you know, we want to go hurt people, but it was intended to destroy their military capability. Right. right. Um, right. But it's so, but the, so yes, the concept I mean, that, that would fall into the cyber warfare. Yeah. Realm. The, the concept is the same, right? Whether it's centrifuges in <laughs> nuclear refiners or right. whether it's or, controllers in the nation's water system or electric grid. Right. 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 Or go back to um, when Russia invaded Georgia. Is that right? Um, I know Georgia was involved somehow. The country, not the not state. the state. Um, <laughs> yes. But but the precursor to that invasion was a direct attack on, I believe, their electrical grid and, and other um, government facility or government IT facilities, uh, which kind of blacked out a whole lot of communications and a whole lot of everything before troops hit the ground. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's a, that's, that's using, that's using, um, you know, computers to preempt an attack yeah. that, that's happening, you know, quote in the real world. Uh, yep. And there's been, you know, the, the Ukraine stuff there, there have been, I don't, I don't know. Anything I can't I can't state anything specifically that's that I've seen that has been linked back to either government, uh, but there have been a lot of you know hacks here and there for you know, like a bunch of the Russian sites were taken over pretty quickly, um, so U- Ukraine stuff was taken over pretty quickly, um, so there's been back and forth, but it's it's hard to say whether that was just you know hacktivists or or kitties or whatever that um, actually or even what up- country they were from. That brings up a great point that I did not put in the agenda or the in the outline here is that cyber I'm crime. I'm sorry, we can't talk about it then. Right, we can't talk about that now. Uh, that's that cyber no. crime and cyber warfare can be done in a way that is rather anonymous. Like, how many times have you yeah, heard and, about and like, oh, attribution is hard? Well, yeah, attribution is hard, and that's that's the same problem here, right? Sure, it might be a complete coincidence. Right. That this thing was timed right along with an attack. And then you can be like, well, it was probably cyber warfare. But was it? Can you prove it? Does it matter, I guess, at that point? Right. But- and, and and to the average person, attribution is utterly and completely pointless. It's it's a I wonder or I want to blame somebody. That's it. Um, yeah. Well, I, it, we, you, we always tie it, it doesn't back matter to if you know who it was. It's well, we, irrelevant. we tie it back to the who's at fault, because within the borders of the country, who's at fault can then be held legally liable. Well, if you're a different nation, it's kind of yes. harder. <laughs> well, right, and then right. you've got, so, you know, military rules of engagement and right. things like the Geneva right. Convention are there for a reason. It's why, yeah. you know, uniformed military personnel have to wear a uniform that identifies them as a member of a nation state. Right. And they are treated differently than if they don't, the, the, they're treated as like enemy terrorists, which they, they, you don't, they're not, they don't need to be treated as prisoners of war. They don't need to be uh, treated humanely. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff there. Which is why, unless, unless whatever activity you're talking about, rises to the level of the federal government attribution is almost pointless like it, it i mean it's 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 well, incredibly difficult to do it's to begin not with, it's but, not uh, you pointless know. if they are within the same borders as the thing they're attacking because then the legal system can actually have an effect right if you can conclusively prove 
If if right. I if I hacked into right. Mark's systems and caused some sort of harm to Mark, and Mark can prove that I did it, Mark can then seek legal action against me. It's really the same concept as if you know the U.S. government were to break right, but, into but Mark's I guess, I guess my systems point is, and cause harm, right. and he can I, he can then seek why, legal. Why are you touching my shit, Nate? Yeah, right. Well, why you're, you you're just shit? a great example. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess my point is, unless unless you are part of the legal system in one way or another, or part of the government in in you know when this is a larger thing, like you know your average person doesn't need to know who the attri- you know who it's at- attributed to. Like that's that's a legal thing, right? Like in yeah, the most people, it that's not something you need to worry about, and and it causes it causes confusion and problems when things are falsely attributed, you know, and we're jumping up and down about like, ah, oh, Russia attacked the blah, 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 blah. And here it was like, you know, that it was some kid Jimmy the down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, <clears throat> you know, what was because it? somebody there... came out and said like, ah, oh, I, you know. I, I remember now that there was one, I don't remember the details now, but there was a service that was taken down. It might've been AWS and, um, or Slack. Was it? I forget what it was. And everyone's like, oh, it's a nation state attack. Rah, 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 rah. And it turned out it was some kid who was upset about some gaming service. I, yeah. try, I, I can't remember the details, but yeah, I remember talking about it even on this show. Yeah, I, I know right? what you're talking about. Yeah and, yeah, we, yeah, and we all we all dug into it like, oh, what was this? And then we all of a sudden the you know the 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 after action report comes out and it's like, oh, it was just some kid pissed off that he was killed in WoW or something. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Right, because because just because the just because the traffic that that was used to attack you came from Russia or Sweden or you know Canada doesn't Wherever. mean that it wasn't my homeland somebody in America that did it you know it could have been somebody in one of those countries or it could have bounced through a hundred other servers like yeah this is why yeah. like attribution is incredibly difficult because there's no pictures to like look at and say like that guy has the gun yeah there's and the no security out and <laughs> there's no there's no security you know, like, footage good bad yeah. I'm the guy with the gun right so right. To, to to Nate's point by the way, he, he brought it up a little while ago, and I'm, I, I've been trying to kind of get this this observation in. Something like Facebook, you know, being banned from Russia. There's there's a centuries-old precedent called a military blockade. You know, American Revolution, you had the British Navy sitting outside of, out of New York and whatnot to choke off trade. So just because guns aren't being fired actively... Uh, blockading is a legitimate tactic, a, a military tactic, which is often bloodless. And and so the digital equivalent of that would be things like, you know, Amazon shutting off access to Russia and well, Facebook being, yeah, sanctions, right, stuff like that. I like to draw, I like to draw parallels, right? Here's yeah. the, here's yeah, the action good- in the physical world. Here's what the digital version of that looks like. Yeah, it's a it's a good comparison. And I would argue I would argue that all these right. te- all these so, tech companies that have suspended service and stuff, that's basically a digital blockade to cause uh, economic harm. I would argue that Facebook getting booted out of Russia is it's a favor. irrelevant. But it's it's completely irrelevant <laughs> what the law is. Because in addition to Facebook getting booted out of Russia, um, and a bunch of services shutting down because of sanctions and because, you know, we don't like Russia. Um you know, other things like the the open or the free, or I'm not even sure what term to use, the the non-state controlled media um, establishments in Russia have all been shut down as well 
because, I mean, if there's only one place to get the news and it's controlled by the guy in charge, what's he going to say? I'm a bad guy. Don't listen to me. I saw a, uh, I think it was on Twitter. Someone had shared this little clip of what television is currently like in Russia because all the TV, I saw that all the TV outlets are controlled by the Russian government. And it's, it's just this like stream of propaganda on every channel. And it's like Russians cheering and like, yay, we're going to war and maybe not war, but you know what I mean? It's it's like, it's all, yeah, that was, yeah. So, so for context, that was a specific event. Um, so Putin did a, a rally was basically the only thing you can call it. Um, some big rally in what appeared to be an arena of some sort. And I, I know what clip you're talking about. Cause I saw the same thing. Um, and the guy was just kind of like clicking through the channels and they all had different views of the same thing. You may that have shared it state, and that's why I saw it. That, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That was all the state, the state controlled channels, which apparently are all of them now. Um, showing the cameras of that particular rally because, well, I mean, that's the news. Putin's having a rally and we're doing the best. We got to get those Nazis out of Ukraine. We'll skip over the fact that the president's a Jewish guy, but yes, the Nazis. Yeah, the so, Nazis, the know. Nazis, the Nazis that also because look actually like getting- children and, you know, yeah. Yes, yes. That's because why we as, bomb a general, as a general rule, getting rid of Nazis is a good idea. I agree you with that. Just make sure that they're actual Nazis. You have to, yeah, you have, have to actually a, be sure that, that they're Nazis first. Local Nazi. Yeah, they actually have yeah. to be like actual bad people. I think confirmed and actual Nazis. Nazis before confirmed Nazis. There we go. Attribution is hard, Mark. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're usually easy to to identify because they usually have swastikas on them, in some way, shape, or form. Yes, yeah. or yeah. you know. It is funny how that works. It's, They're very proud to be evil people. Anyway. And if you ask them, they'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Usually. You know, kind of like being vegan. Very easy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There's probably vegan listeners like out there that are like, I did hate you, this Nate guy. You, He's always down on the vegans. You, <laughs> Sorry. Did you just call vegans Nazis? I'm, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I really did. I'm kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> anyway. He sorry might've. to all of our all of our vegan listeners. That's what I heard. It's just Isn't the running joke. Not really that that's, sorry. That's the first clip that we're gonna have that goes viral. Yeah, right. Right. It Nate's calling be. vegans Nazis. <laughs> anyway, all right. The uh, self-proclaimed dark souls of IT podcast <laughs> is anti-vegan and support Nazis. All right. Let's go down our list here. So all of this Nate. Nate, I'm a sysadmin. Should I be worried? I think we've talked about all this, right? So, right. Should you be worried as a sysadmin? I think we've really touched on this already, right? So whether you're a sysadmin for your your home Valheim server or a sysadmin for like the U.S. electric infrastructure, right? Yes, you should do your due diligence and make sure that your systems are protected. You you need both of those things for your Valheim server to run, by the way. So protect them both. But if you like, you know, if you work for like, I don't know, some local food market or something like you don't need that for your Valheim server to run. So make sure you spend the time on Valheim. I mean, ideally, you do need it to run the Valheim server. I guess the Valheim server would continue to run even if the sysadmin starved to death. That's dark. That's true. Dark souls of of IP. That would be sad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's okay. That just sent sent my... Spawn back at the campsite and go get your souls. That sent my brain to this dystopian future where all the people are dead, (laughs) but all of the services are still running. (laughs) 
There's probably been a story about that. <laughs> I'm already. sure there is. <laughs> I know there's been movies that or movies or TV shows that incorporate that. So like they're all dead, but they had really good sysadmins. All the infrastructure still up. <laughs> Until that one thing fails and then everything <laughs> yeah, right, collapses right. as a result. Until, until that one library at the bottom of everybody's stack uh, falls over Breaks. because it had a bug in it that ended on a certain date. <laughs> Half the world's infrastructure and a, and a, falls over. And it might be NTP. You know, <laughs> it might be it NTP. might be NTP. might be Log4J. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, um, I think regardless. Who's any crony now? Yeah, any any sysadmin should be doing their due diligence to protect their stuff. I don't care if you think you're a target uh, for a nation state actor or not, because you could be a target for a nation state actor. And I think we covered this pretty well earlier. I, initially, I was in the camp of, OK, if, if you're like core infrastructure, you really need to worry. Uh, but I think, Jason, you painted a good, pretty good picture there. Uh, even if you're just yeah, running a Valheim so, server, uh, you want it to be protected because right, it could uh, be used to then cause to, other harm. Right. To to be clear, so that there's not, you know, I know how wide we we yeah, our, right. our distribution is, so I don't want to panic the world here. To be clear, there's riots as tomorrow. A, as as a Iron said where the world's as, ending. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as a general rule, you should be doing the basics. Yeah. Have a firewall. Keep up with patch management. You know, like do all the basic things that that you kind of would do with everything. And and to be to be honest, like a lot of this stuff is like super super simple now because all the tools kind of they're, they're there ready to do this and a lot of distros ship relatively secure to begin with yep um if you're okay mark is zombie yeah. walking yeah. across the stream that's great mark mark um, with a k like so, our stream thank you mark <laughs> <laughs> so so uh if you're if you're working for a larger company yes that at that point like a nation state is not going to target Nate, unless Nate is some big, you know, important actor in some larger company that they're after. So, I'm not so important? the chances of a nation state going after you're not important. Sorry, Jason says uh, I'm not the chances important. of a nation state sorry, going after dude. an individual are pretty low. They're going to go after like bigger targets. So if you're dealing with financial institutions, um, especially anything to do with like the energy grid, uh, nuclear power, you know, uh, wastewater, like all of that, like any of those type of areas, like, yes, you should be on top of this. And if you're not, or if it's not being done, you should be shouting from the rooftops that this needs to be done. Are you going to get attacked? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you're being attacked all the time. Everybody oh, yeah. is. Yeah, everybody is. I think that's that's it, pretty safe. Want to so. prove it? Go install the latest version of Windows on a machine and connect it directly to the internet with no firewall. Oh, dude, I, I did an and article then let me about know how this. How long it takes to get hacked? I did an right, article like, about this, um, maybe a year or two ago now, where I, I I forget what I was trying to illustrate, but I stood up a server on EC2, I think it was, with SSH open to the world, yeah. and then I just waited for the first attempt, and it took minutes. Now, granted, that's EC2's yeah. IP space. Everyone's attacking EC2 space all the time, uh, but I mean, way back in the late '90s, right? I remember. Um, I was, I was still working part-time. I was tinkering around with a Windows NT machine. I built it and I, it was like, it was connected to my cable modem, right? <laughs> because this was the nineties, the late nineties, right? No one had firewalls yet at home. Um, and I went to work. By the time I came home, it was compromised by code red. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was yeah, like a four-hour I mean, shift, yeah, right? My, Gone. <laughs> Brock came home, unplugged my, it, went my, to bed. The next morning, I wiped it. <laughs> my machines, which are locked down, get tens upon tens of thousands of hits a day of people probing trying to get in, whether that's SSH or different web services. I mean, looking through web logs is hilarious because you see all the attacks on all the services you don't even have. Right. Because there's all this script kitty crap going up there that just sits and spins all day long. I mean, remember... um. Uh, Configure mm-hmm. from like, I don't know, well over a decade ago at this point. Configure's still out there, still probing, still infecting things. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as That's there's something insane. to infect, it'll keep going, you know? Right. Like, you know, fortunately, it's it's dead, but like, you know, it's it's benign, doesn't do anything, but it's still out there. And it's still like you can you can sit and watch logs and every once in a while you'll see something like, try to hit you with configure. There's like one machine somewhere that keeps propagating configure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, do do the basics. If you're working for a larger organization, hopefully that larger organization is already looking into this. I know companies that I have worked for, companies that I have, have, have uh, uh, consulted for have reached out, you know, looking for information and, and how to move forward with different things, simple things like, you know, I guess what the one, the one thing that seems to be popping up lately is that a lot of people are really concerned about ransomware. Um, you know, how do you, how do you cripple an economy? How do you cripple, you know, entire swaths of a country? You don't necessarily need to like come in and attack and knock out their, financial services or whatever like something simple like crypto like like a, a, a you know crypto wares is, is like if that comes in ransomware is just gonna like lock everything up you might make some money on the side when they try to get rid of it but like you're gonna take major institutions down yeah and that's that's happening outside of warfare and it's so also that's happening that all a lot the time of people seem to be worried about yeah. yeah yeah right right and it's it's on the rise again Yep. So, you know, these are these are all things that, you know, you just kind of do do the basics, you know, make sure you have backups, follow three, two, one, you know, yep. three the basics, backups. The basics for a reason. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And I mean, there's probably a lot of companies out there that aren't. I mean, I mean, I would hope that things oh, are God. better. Oh, God. If we could be totally open about some of the crap we've seen as IT professionals. <laughs> right. People would be friggin terrified. Right. Right. There's so many companies that don't do the basics. Absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It, people, I think, have this delusional idea that critical companies that they would know that run important IT stuff in their everyday <laughs> life are actually uh, all competent and uh, all stay up to date and there's, do things well. Holy shit. That's there, not the case. There's this there's this this idea, right, that how how could we possibly do it better than the big names in IT do? Right. Like. How can how can we host our email better easily than Gmail does? How can we, I don't know, run our website better than uh, hosting on 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 EC2 can? Right. Well, that's because you can't see what is under the covers over there, right? It's like this blindness, and you just assume that it's better than you can do. If people, I don't trust it at all. <laughs> if people and, knew, they'd be terrified. They and, would and lock remember, up. Is it, wait, when you're doing this stuff at scale, it's significantly more difficult. Yeah. Like securing one server is kind of trivial. Securing a thousand servers, that is trivial, especially when those thousand servers are across a hundred networks yeah. and do 
10,000 different things. In, in a you dozen can't just geos. blast out one template across all of it. Yeah, right, right, right. So, so there's, you know, the, the, it, it gets extremely difficult and complex at larger scale, which is why larger companies have departments that do this. Some do it well, some don't. Do not. So, you know, uh, take a look, you know, look at look at companies like, um, you know, Microsoft just got popped. Yeah. Microsoft just got popped. So did Okta. Although, you know, they didn't. They did. They didn't. They did. There's a whole drama <laughs> of, around that whole thing. I think you have but that in the news then, right? Something. Some, yeah, that one's in the news. Something was compromised. Yes, several hundred different organizations are were were or are at risk. You know, there's a lot of weird disinformation out there. They may have known about it two months ago, but maybe not. No, we it, totally it, didn't. Stupid. We would have told you. Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft had source. I forget for what, but they had a bunch of source code released, right? Like, and this is this is from uh, the, the new. This I don't know how new they are, but there's a, a hacking group called Lapsus that that perpetrated all this. And I can't we'll imagine. talk about them a little bit later, but I can't imagine I, what that must be like know. to have all of your source code freely available on the internet. Right. This is this is one of those situations where attribution was easy because Lapsus came out and went, "Yep, that was us." You know, and, yeah, and, right. And maybe it's but, not as easy. Well, because I don't know. Is it really can, true, can, right? Are they just like, I remember, well, they, I remember, well. They kept jumping up and down, screaming like, and yelling about how they hacked Okta. And they have all this proof. And Okta yeah. was like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Is Okta Russian? <laughs> anyway, so, so Mark, you we're, we're going to circle all the way back to the, the topic you started with. With you running sure. at, the, at the front of the army with your American flag and your little twenty-two plinker. <laughs> Woo! Hey, twenty-twos can do some real damage. They can. I mean, it doesn't take much, Michael, right? Michael, it, a, a projectile, even Mike, if it's Michael, tiny, can still kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Corleone used a twenty-two to kill the corrupt cop, and uh, who was the mobster in at at, at the sit-down in God Godfather One? One of one of the biggest misconceptions with firearms, and I'll get off the firearm soapbox very just about as quickly as I got onto it, is that a small weapon is somehow less dangerous than a large one. Because yeah, it'll bounce around inside of your skull, the bullet. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> hi, yeah, right. you want? So, is it ethical, or <laughs> maybe you might read legal, to participate as a citizen? without any backing of a nation state in cyber warfare. So I, th I would say ethical and legal are two different things. You're right. In, in that scenario. You're right. So um, maybe I watched red Dawn too much as a kid. Wolverines. Yeah. My, but, my opinion yeah. is you're you know, right. <laughs> Ethics are somewhat subjective, right? Um, but it's it's kind of the it's it's a similar argument to the the whole hacking back argument, right? Like someone's attacking my network, um, I'm going to send them a DDoS in return, right? Uh, is that ethical, right? And it's the answer is generally no, because it, again, attribution is hard. You don't know if that the thing you're attacking is actually uh, the person that attacked you, and it's really the same thing as like, oh, somebody kicked me in the shin, so I punched them in the face. Well, you're kind of both in the wrong because you're condoning violence, right? But from a from a cyber warfare perspective, right? If if you're some elite hack store and you think you can take down the Russian power grid, should you? 
Yes. If you're uh, uh, no, yeah. no, the answer is an Iron Sissabin does not condone no. Uncle Mark's opinion. <laughs> no, it, it, so so somebody you and I know, Nate, and I won't I won't give their name, but they were they're former FBI, and they we they had this discussion on on Twitter a little while ago. It, very simply, it it is hacking in the U.S. is illegal. Period. Period. End of story. Doesn't matter what there the purpose is. One group is doesn't matter. Sorry, go ahead. There's there's apparently one group of people that can grant permission for something like this called the, uh, I'm sorry, that can grant you permission and 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 it's something called an otherwise illegal activity authorization, which I don't know much about. Um, but unless you have that authorization specifically, which apparently is very very hard to come by, it is illegal to hack, even if it is outside of the country. Almost especially if it's outside the country, because you can start kind of an international incident. But like, it it's illegal done like there's Period. no question yeah yeah it's illegal right it's illegal <laughs> but yeah. is it so ethical right if, and if, that comes down to you, you and your ethics you could, right <laughs> if right. you could throw this little switch if you could throw this little red switch and totally take out every russian governmental <laughs> it system and cripple their ability to communicate and wage war would you not throw the switch even if you were caught so let me let me reverse that a little bit because I'm not I'm not going to answer that question per se, but I'm going to say okay. <laughs> if if the same thing were, were were to happen in the U.S. and somebody threw a switch and shut down all the government systems, what would happen? Who who gets hurt? Yes, it may stop the the. Uh, uh, potentially stop the warfare, although probably not because that's happening on, on, on land anyway. But who, who gets hurt in that scenario? Well, the IRS, who I don't like anyway, because they keep finding, <laughs> they keep screwing up and then charging me for it. But if all the government systems shut down, I, I would argue that I, it's I the citizens that are going to be in yeah. serious yeah. pain. All of a sudden, I don't know how Russia's set up, but that's possible. Yeah. Their government could be in an anarchy and, and at that point. Yeah, and that's not good. One well, I mean, thing, it could be good. Maybe it's I, good. I don't I, know. <laughs> well, so I think that's see that's this is where I like I have a problem with the sanctions, right? So like I I, I don't disagree that they're necessary, but it, we're hurting people that shouldn't be hurt. Trying, I mean, part of part of the reasons that we're doing sanctions is we want their people to rise up and take him out of power, right? But to do that. We're hurting those people who have nothing to do with this at all. They, some of them may not even know where Ukraine is, right? Like, like, you know, think about the U.S. Like, if we were we were doing something similar to this, like, it's entirely possible that you know a good chunk of the population has no idea what's being attacked at all, right? Oh. Or why? To do with it, right? And agree or disagree right. with or it, or why? Right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, right. And, and whether they agree or disagree or know why or any of that is irrelevant because it's not them doing it. It's the government. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and do we Damn think the sanctions are actually hurting? Logic. I know. Do, do we think the sanctions are actually hurting Putin and, and his group? Because I think the answer is no. How about think, can we well, probably like, not yet? But I think you're right. The hope is that they eventually will. I but think in, 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 the, right. in the regular, long game, the it regular is. Russians will suffer. Yeah. Right, but how many people are going to get hurt and how many people are going to die in yeah. the long run? I mean, I know, right. yeah, oh, we're just not letting them so have this is, Facebook or whatever. But, you know, people are going to die. Like, look at, 
and, and, and some of this is on Russia, obviously. This is on Putin. Like, you know, people that are that are actually protesting are going out there and saying, like, we don't like Putin. And they're going, welcome to your 18-month sentence in jail. Right. Done. Yep. Because you said, I don't like Putin. That's and it. That's, that's all you had to do. And that's the unfortunate reality of what it's like over there. Right. right? And, but that's so not new. So what is it going to take? Like, how many people have to rise? No, it's not necessarily new, but... You know, we're f- we are helping force people into that position. You know, like I just I I it's it's one of those those things that like I, I have trouble reconciling ethically and morally and, and getting behind, you know, but, but I don't well, have an answer on what we could do instead. But on the other so, hand, you know, like, I don't know. On, on, on the other hand, um, you as a country that disagrees with the leadership of another country that's like actively doing some sort of atrocity, something that we absolutely can't just look the other way. We can't just keep doing business with that country. Right. So they're the really like you, you. Yep. Exactly. Yes. That's- yes. We're hurting the people, but um, I don't know that we have a different choice. That's, right. Right. That's why I said, like, I don't disagree with it per se, but I disagree with it. And yeah. I- I understand why it's being done, but I hate right. it. If it, if it know, could be done in such a way that it did not hurt the people, then yes, we should do it that way. But I don't know that that's possible. I don't know yeah, how to do it. You know? yeah. Unfortunately, like, I mean, that's not the way the world works. Yeah, and we've you, got yeah. – we, it's actually illegal for the United States. Like it's it's our law. We we could not legally try and like do something like assassinate Putin. That's like – that's completely against U.S. law. The president's not allowed to do something like that. Yeah. There's Jason's well, like, but gray areas. <laughs> yeah, there's there's gray areas. We can't you cannot legally call for the assassination of a foreign leader that I know is illegal, which is which is there's a big controversy. But, about you know, that if, recently if they die as collateral damage one in of the battle, senators that's saying that. But, <laughs> right. So so, you know, to say that the U.S. doesn't do that is a lie. Like, yes, we have absolutely assassinated people like there's no question that that's happened. If you were to go in and assassinate Putin, what happens? And I, I honestly don't know because I don't know anybody else. Like I don't know anything yeah, about we, the rest of who's there and like do who we takes just, his place. Like, is it better? We, is it worse? And 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 who who upholds that law? Do we just feel really bad about ourselves for a couple of weeks? You know, like does someone come in and arrest the president? Oh, it's a, <laughs> you know, a, like what? That's a black bag. Op- <laughs> that's a black bag operation. It never yeah. happened. Right. Right. And and if somebody catches the guys that did it, they're disavowed. Come on, like yeah. so we're so, so we're Ford, getting yeah. Ford issued an executive order about this in yeah, seventy six. We're we're getting no dangerously. The United States government shall engage in. Yeah. We're getting we're getting dangerously close to politics, and that's that's. I mean, I I kind of thought that this, this could be where whole, we end whole, up going. This but, whole episode's been about politics. Yeah, but not well, so, whatever. <laughs> not not necessarily yeah, U.S. politics. It's, it, no, or about general step back, point, high level politics. Yeah. Um, anyway, right, and that's fine because it's a, it's an ugly situation, right? There's it no is. easy answer. It very is. It very much is. All right. So uh, let's see. The only thing I had left in here, and this isn't necessarily cyber warfare because we talked about this a little bit, but um, I, I I tried to come up with sort of a high level like list of companies that are trying to contribute by pulling services away from Russia. It's not quite cyber warfare, but it's kind of like the, the same blockade. kind of concept, right? It's like a blockade, right? So big it's companies you've heard of, you, like use Apple. Use my metaphor, would you? 
okay, it's a blockade. We're blockading Russia. Uh, companies like Apple, Google, um, Red Hat has, right? We have a, a public post about this, although it's not in the it's link that right I put at the bottom here. Uh, Microsoft, MasterCard and Visa, Airbus, right? You may have heard them. They like fly things. Uh, Meta, of course, because I think they're now illegal there anyway. And uh, a whole bunch more. I put a link to really the first article I found that had a list. It's not conclusive because like Red Hat's not on the list, even though I know we, <laughs> we pull things out of Russia. But that's, that's, that's in the show notes as well. If anybody's curious, if uh, some people are very passionate about, I want to support companies that are supporting causes that I care about. And if you care about whether they're dealing with Russia or not, it might be something to look into, right? So. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I, I think the companies that are pulling out is not a cyber warfare thing. I think yeah, that's, a, that's a capitalism. You're right. Thing. It's, it's, it's a blockade, like Mark said. It's a similar concept to a blockade where it's. it's yeah, but it's not, it's not a. It, it, it's a it's a it's a blockade. It's a market force blockade as opposed to a government blockade yeah. is, is kind of the way I'd put it. Yeah. But right? like, you know, they're pulling out because people are like, oh, we, we won't support you unless you pull out of there. And the companies go and eh, make 50 bucks there and I make five million here. Like, eh, we're done. Yeah. I and just walk away. I mean, maybe it's the idealist in me thinking that there were a lot of companies that pulled out before. That there, was probably there are some, pressure to, to have done so. Yeah, there are some I think that are that are that are doing it because they think it's the right thing as a company. Like they actually are, you know, we think we should be backing the Ukraine and yeah, we, we don't want to support Russia. Russians' economy, which is really what it comes down to. The cynic, right? it, the cynic in me, the cynic in me thinks that it's well, I mean, publicity. there's that and the fact that you know the ruble isn't worth anything anymore, so they can't afford anything at those companies anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the cynic in me thinks that there's far, far more many more. There's far, far more companies that have stepped out because they've looked at it from a marketing perspective and gone, "If we stay, yeah, we're we're going to back out." I mean, look at um, I think it's Burger King that's that took a kind of a bit of a hit, um, where they got beat up a little bit for not pulling out of Russia, and they're like, "Look, we as corporate pulled out of Russia, we can't shut down their restaurants." It's a Russian oligarch that owns them and they won't close. Right. But we won't do business with them anymore. So they're completely on their own. Yeah. You know, but we can't stop them. I mean, who's going to go into Russia and tell them, like, you can't use Burger King anymore? <laughs> no, no. Like, that's like, good luck. So, you know, I think I think cynically, I think a lot of it was marketing and, and just kind of seeing what was coming down the pike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I you know, but I, I do know that there were good there. There were what I would consider, you know, good folks or good companies that were there that were like this is the right thing to do because yeah. you know what russia is doing is just wrong and i think that's a great thought to close it on what russia is doing is just wrong i think the three of us on this show can Word. at least agree on that <laughs> all right so we're gonna go to a break um folks if you we are gonna do the usual split the show in two so if you've listened to the first half and you want to hear things like our normal show updates and the news on in the second half you're gonna look for part b of episode 118 i hope you guys have enjoyed this thanks for listening and watching and whatever you're doing and for those of you on the live stream we'll be back in a few minutes we're just gonna you know refresh our drinks and you know maybe uh stretch our legs or whatever right it's going to get awkward if I keep going on that. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and find the waiting page. And, folks, we will see you. Press the button.
in Press a few. The Press the button, Frank. Sorry, I, I, I hit the wrong one. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Push the button, Frank. <laughs> it's like a du- it's like a double jump in a video game. <laughs> All right, I got Jesus, get you guys just got your drinks. <laughs>